Greetings, everyone. It is Thursday, 28th of July, 2016. You are listening to another edition of the Talking Games podcast. My name is Jackie Turner. I am here with Mr. Steve Say. Where am I? Back from Canada? Sure. <laughs> and Mr. Bobby Shortle. Hello, hello. How you doing? Doing pretty well. Yeah. It's, uh, hot in New York right now. Oh, it is hot. Yeah. Tell me, let's let's be really old and just talk about the weather for two hours. <laughs> but it's been really hot. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. It's been too hot. It's the worst when you're in somewhere for a while where it's air conditioned and you get like acclimated mm. to it. And then you open the door to go outside and it just smacks you right yeah. in the you, face. You think that's the worst? The worst is the five minute commute to work in my air conditioned car <laughs> and that eight hours in the kitchen with the no tease. AC. That's oh, definitely yeah. worse. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad. That's really Ooh, bad. Oh, there's some sweaty jam going out this week, I tell you. <laughs> oh, God. That's uh, Steve's new favorite band. Sweaty jam. <laughs> sweaty jam. <laughs> yeah, Jackie it's... and the sweaty jams. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, jams. <laughs> the uh, recipes, uh, do you guys change it? It's a little saltier Yeah, a little summer. saltier, yeah. yeah. Some extra seasoning in there. People are loving it. Absolutely. A little extra love. That's what I call it. Jackie's extra love. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Delicious. Just, yeah, we'll just hope the uh, Department of Agriculture and Markets is not listening yeah. to this show. That's your fir- the first album name. <sighs> yes. Jackie's, <I laughs> Jackie's like Secret that. Love. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Bobby, what have you been up to? Uh, not that much, really. <gasps> Apart from playing D&D with me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's we launched the, the D&D podcast. Um at, at D&D Adventure but it, uh, it's uh, you can subscribe on iTunes now if you want to it's on chalkandcomicbooks.com if people want to mm-hmm. look at it there right now we have up is the, the DM 101 with, with Mara that she did with me um, and then um, next week is the player 101 where Jackie and Bob and Brian create their characters Yeah. Uh, and then the week after that is the first part of our adventure yeah. our I gotta tell you session. Mara is amazing Mara's great she yeah. explains everything so well she's got like a really good way of communicating what seems baffling yeah yes like in a much simpler way which yeah. is great which at first i was a little worried because i think within the first five minutes she said something about there's a lot of you know numbers and algebra and <laughs> i was like what <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me this I'm, I'm like giving bobby daggers like you did not tell me there was math in this yeah well there's but, there's as math, much math as it's like what's you, this number you rolled plus three <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, at first it was a little challenging, Mm -hmm. but with the use of my fingers and toes, Mm -hmm. I have figured out a way of making it work. Yeah. So if you, if you go for a while and you like you adventure for a few hours and you start to just know your numbers when they come up, the game really starts to flow and it has more. Honestly, years and years of playing role playing games, it's second nature, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you know, the hit points and it really is like it's, it's. If anything, a simplified version of some of the games I've played, mm-hmm. you know, just um, normal video games. What, what's funny, though, is that everyone is still having to, like, count the side of the dice when it's like, <laughs> roll this one. Absolutely. And Bob's like, is that this one? Yeah. And I'm like, that, yeah, that's that one. That is absolutely the bit that's been the most challenging. Yeah. Is roll D8. We're like, one, two, three, four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. There's four on top and four on the bottom. So that's the eight-sided die. Yeah. All right. We're good. The funniest moment was Brian being like, I don't see a D6. I'm like, Brian, it's the regular ass die that's in front of you. That was amazing. <laughs> did uh, did everybody go out and get their own dice? Or are you working off the Bobby same Bobby was very kind and bought us all our own sets. Hey, I have a lovely purple set. Yeah. yeah, Bob has a gray set. 
Mm-hmm. I have so like um, like those like um, marbled sets. Mm. Like it almost looks yeah. like um, like the oil and water on the ground or whatever. Mm, right. And you see underneath the car, they're so gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I'm enjoying it so far very much. Yeah. So uh, Steve has heard the adventure episode. He's heard the yeah. actual first like <laughs> episode. Oh, uh, and you know what? That's actually been my favorite part about that whole evening was for people that like. Uh, do know what I don't know back in the day we all started out like me and Bobby and Brian and Bob mm-hmm. the first thing that all four of us did together was fanboy remix yeah. and we've gone through various incarnations of podcasts since mm-hmm. so to have all four of us back in the same room well in in the same podcast Brian's up in Connecticut yeah. but mm-hmm. we did see him briefly on Skype mm-hmm. uh, but then we like turned off the feed to him and <laughs> look at him <laughs> just hear him but to have like all four of us back in it kind of we very, very quickly jumped straight back into how it used to be, which was basically us three ripping on Brian for an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just about what Bob said. We were talking after the show last night, and he was saying yeah. that the reason that he wanted to do it so bad was to have that core group yeah. back yes. again. Yeah, that but was fantastic. But really I was. actually forgot that Brian wasn't here because we took a break after we did the Player 101. It was like, okay, let's just get a drink. Let's turn the air conditioner back on for a couple minutes. Brian's yeah. like, I'm going to go with smoke. Right, and I actually forgot that he wasn't here yeah. because I was like, "Oh, we gotta wait for Brian to come back in from outside." I know, right? And, and yep. then I was like, "Oh, no, it's yep. on Skype." So yeah, so we're, I, I did. You know what reminded me that Brian was here? What? The fact that we'd all taken the headphones off and I could hear this little voice. Yeah, like, what is that? Where is that coming from? And I, I realized it was Brian. Like, my daggers. <laughs> Brian was like, "I'm back. Are you guys back, guys?" <laughs> all I could hear over the microphone very very tinny small voice yeah so it, it was a lot of fun doing the first adventure um, uh, you know the time release is a little bit weird but uh, we have the one after the full cast adventure Jackie's actually going to be in Fire Island when we record it so we're going to do like a flashback episode to how yes. Brian's character and Bob's character met for the first time <laughs> which honestly like once you've listened to that that first yeah. like the character building part mm-hmm. will be fantastic yeah so I can't, I can't wait to listen to that myself yeah so I've been writing it out um, and stuff like that like and I'm really excited to, to go ahead and do it so that's awesome yeah so um, big big a ton of fun to do yes. it um, and a lot of people have said nice things already about just what's out already um, and I really really appreciate that um, yeah. and it's a lot more post-production for you as well I know. yeah yeah it's it, it wasn't as bad as I thought um, yeah. you know the, the the player the player 101 I definitely cut some stuff out of because there's just some stuff that's repetitive or some stuff that's like you know people are like okay let me look this up in the book right now yeah. and there was some stuff even when we did our adventure that I cut out because there was some like ah how do you do that again yeah like I totally forgot how to do death saving throws because I didn't expect it to be an issue on the, on the, in the first thing. <laughs> of course um, it was. Yeah. So we had to like dig to the books and stuff like that. So we yeah. had to cut that stuff out. But, um, Just to make it flow a little, little more like an actual adventure. Yeah. Just to make an offer. I have a pile of D&D books mm. about yay high that are not of any use right now. <laughs> I will gladly donate them to the cause. Um, that'd be great. I mean, we have the... Yes. We have the three major books: the the player's guide, the dungeon master's guide, the and monster the manual. And monster manual. Okay. Um, yeah. And I've got a I've got the starter adventure already. Okay. That, that's a whole adventure, and I'm also working off of that and writing my own stuff. I don't know. I honestly don't know how. It, it I, if it's compatible because this is like the fifth edition, and if they're if they're older than a year and a half, okay, then they're either fourth edition or third edition, and I think and some of the rules have changed, so I don't know. All right. I mean, I have just, to study it and look, but. 
Yes, yes, I would love to see them. I'll, because... I'll bring it and you can yeah, take a look yeah, at it totally. and see what's up. Because I even have like some of the, the play sets where you could put the mat down and oh, markers that's cool. and crap like that. I would that. like that. Yeah, yeah that's like, awesome. There are bushes here. Yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll put it all together yeah. and I'll cool. bring it over. Awesome, that'd be great. Although I did, that was another thing I did enjoy about that actually was the uh, trying to imagine it all in my head. Yeah. Like certainly when people listen to that, our first little mini adventure, mm. our first little skirmish, trying to imagine exactly where Brian was at any one moment. Yeah. <laughs> was very amusing. I texted Mara after it was over because she wasn't there for when we actually played the adventure. She she got off the line. And she's like, how did it go? And I was like, well, you know, it went really well. I was like, we had to look up a couple things. There was some stuff that we had to go back and forth on. I was like, I completely forgot to do death saving throws. So I had to look it up. And she was like, you already tried to kill them? It was the beginning <laughs> of the adventure. And I was like, I had no plan to kill them. But Bob, who has six hit points, ran in the middle of the battle. So what am I supposed to I can't like, just have him. Right. Nothing happened to him. <laughs> Yeah, um, we were all a little, uh, little kamikaze. Yeah, first, yeah, yeah. I but it was, yeah. it was definitely, it was definitely fun. Uh, I kind of asked everybody to share with me like, like a fatal flaw that no one else knows about. And Brian actually texted me the other day his like fatal flaw that only I know about. So <laughs> I'm excited. I can name like 15. Sculpt things around that in the game, Jackie. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. In the Sorry. game. Um, but yeah, it's a whole new world for me, uh, for all of for us. For all of us, yeah. that's the fun thing about it. And it's been really cool to 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 learn how to play it and start to learn how to play it. And it's also yep. been really fun, honestly. The to uh, launching this new thing has been like it, it, it bringing back hardcore memories because <laughs> I haven't had to like publicize something really strongly in a long right. time, you know. Right. Um, and looking at the download numbers and be like, oh my god, we have this many downloads, which compared to like the the, the comics podcast is like nothing. Yeah. yeah. But it's been. But cool. it's still exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And people have reacted well to it so far. Um, Steve's listened to the adventure. Mara listened to it. I had Hugh right. listen to it as well, and they all dug it. So it's been cool to hear feedback. Awesome. You missed. You missed. <laughs> you were two feet away, and <laughs> oh, you missed. That's a great oh, moment. That is an amazing so moment. So yes. good. And I actually, I cut a little bit like trailer for the seat for the first episode. Yeah, that's I heard that out right now. Yeah. Um, um, it's slightly different from the one that you heard because I the one I sent to you was like this will be the previously on okay didn't really it was just like a good like story reminder but yeah. I put some more like color back into the other awesome. one like more Statham voice and stuff into the trailer <laughs> oh so, I definitely have to listen to that yeah so that was that's kind of like what I've been up to yeah as me too well. it's been a, lo- a lot of work right um, I've been packing for vacation too oh, oh yeah whoop. I can't wait there's a you lot of stuff Island? oh yeah Ooh. my week yeah there's there's stuff all around right now how like, much of the summer is left ah uh, how much of the summer is left. Yeah, that's a depressing question, a Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, however long I can still go to the beach and not be cold. That's how long the summer is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, in my nice week on the beach. Yeah, so it's like to. Friday to Friday, right? You go? Yep, Friday to Friday. Yeah. Have the house and all the kids and various assorted pets. Mm-hmm. So looking forward I'm to gonna that. I'm going to try to make it out on Monday. Then it will definitely rain on Monday. Yeah, that's my plan. Because <laughs> I have to work on Saturday. Right. So my plan is to try to make it Every on time Monday. Bobby comes out, we're like, come out. We hang out. He gets up the next day. It rains. Yeah. So every mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. We that's plan true. on going to the beach. He sits in the corner, reads a book until the ferry I've comes. I've never <laughs> been to the beach visiting you on Fire Island. Yeah. If he shows up wearing his white party hat, you know you're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We came over for the barbecue, yeah. and I was like, I, I nudged Bron when I'm like, he's wearing the hat. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. party time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the party hat. Summer party time. <laughs> Fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, Steve, what have you been up to? I've been taking her easy for all you sinners. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I have, I, I have been because I can't. Uh, I got gout in my foot. And it's been hanging around for a couple weeks. It's very uh, immobilizing and annoying. But in that time, I have read a lot of great books. And I've been uh, binge-watching a lot of stuff on Netflix in between uh, ice and Epsom salt baths (laughs) and uh, all that stuff. And uh, 
So I, f- I watched and finished in like two sittings uh, Stranger Things. Oh, I'm up to the last episode. Okay. Uh, I already talked about it on the, on the comics podcast, so I won't go on and on. But um, one of the one of the most satisfying things I've seen in a really, yep. really long Fantastic time. Fantastic show. Yeah. I'm halfway through. I'm episode, I just finished episode, yeah. episode four. I love it. So yep. I really love it. We and, just have uh, the finale to go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've been I've been binge watching Shameless. Oh, cool. Uh, on Netflix. And oh, my God. Like, I really loved it from the first episode. I thought all the characters were interesting, and I liked watching a show just about normal people going through stuff, trying to make it and bond together as family, all that. But I'm in season four now, and it is just, it's like six feet under last season mm-hmm. agonizing in terms of watching these characters that you now really care about. There's there's some of the most despicable people you've ever seen on television, <laughs> but you can't, I I can't help but sympathize with them and feel bad for them even i know that they're scum and something happens to them like the show's at that point for me and season four is just every episode i'm like tearing my skin off because mm-hmm. i'm just so uncomfortable but loving it at the same time cool uh if that sounds like your bag <laughs> uh <William laughs> I know there's H. a lot of sex on that show yes yes <laughs> that's there's... the thing i know the most about that show it's very crude there's sex all the time mm-hmm. uh but i mean william h macy and Joan Cusack both hmm. give stellar, stellar performances throughout the entire thing. And looking at like the casting notes on IMDb and looking at episode numbers and how many times a character appears, and I'm like seeing things that are going on in season four right now. I'm like, how the hell are they gonna stick around <laughs> for that long when this is going on? So that's like the biggest way to get yourself spoiled, though. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I've done that, but way Episode by accident numbers, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, there's one character that I'm like, you don't look like you're gonna make it till the end of this episode, <laughs> let alone another 42 of them. So something's gonna happen. Yeah. Brian got spoiled on what happened to Cordelia in Buffy and Angel. Because <gasps> when he started, yeah. when he started uh, watching Buffy, he was like, he, he googled like Cordelia Chase, and the, the first line it says, and, and he was, was spoiled from then on. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Can't do mm-hmm. that. Nope. Um. Anything else? Been up to anything else? No, exciting? not really. I like. I I've been watching Stranger Things the first four yeah. episodes, and I'm really enjoying that a lot. We did have a party at my house. We did. I'd forgotten was about. That, that was af- oh, it was after last time we recorded games. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because I was here last week recording the other yep. podcast. I forgot. That was fun. Yeah, it was definitely. So I've been told. <laughs> Big party. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people here. There was a lot of people. Yeah. A lot. A lot of people. Having extra space definitely helps. Like all like the the, the new oh, yeah. lawn and yep. chairs and everything. The new helps. lawn that's now brown. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, sorry yeah, about yeah. the lawn. Yeah. Oh yeah, it totally got trashed. But yeah. How was uh, how was the second band? After they never teeth, they never showed up. Yeah, oh, they no. never showed up. But it didn't matter because apparently like Jay just jammed out with Mike and it Dicks. was fine. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I don't even remember. I spoke to everybody for five minutes and I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I went up to Jay so. before before I left and I was like, hey man, um, when's their band coming on? He's like, and he was like gone by that point. You know, <laughs> he was so drunk. Oh yeah. He was like, yeah, it's it sucks. And then he just went back to like playing guitar. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, right, man. Yeah. I, I think I talked to Jay <laughs> for like two seconds the whole evening. Yeah, that it was, was pretty, it. It was pretty funny. But yeah. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. Some fun time was had. Good party. Yeah. Um, that's about it, really. Here's the one thing about the party. Yeah. And this is just a, I wish I had gotten really drunk, but like at a certain moment, I was like, I'm starting to feel a little queasy. So I just stopped <laughs> drinking at like, right. at like, I don't know what time it was. It was still light outside, I think. So it was like 830 or something wow. like that. And I was like, and I was like getting there and I was like, I, I just got to stop for a couple minutes and then I just never Sobered started up. again. Yeah, that sucks. 
Yeah. Saying, Can't Jackie's do that. like, I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, no. <laughs> I don't have that problem. Exactly. Yeah. I came out. I'm drunk I'm, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We, yeah, we tapped the keg at like 12 o'clock exactly. Yeah. And I distinctly remember 3.30 in the morning, drinking a beer and eating steak. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a good solid 15 hours of drinking. Yeah. A lot of food too. There's like a lot of good food. So much food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't eat any. I didn't get any of the hero. We got six foot hero. Oh yeah. There no was a idea. lot of, wh- wh- What's the guy's name that Jay knows from work? He was like the intern and now. Blake. Blake. Ah, he was cool. Yeah. yeah he was a very cool guy. He, he was yeah. grilling the whole time. He was. Yep. He was cooking the whole time, which I, I'd say 99% successful, 1% brats that were pink in the middle. He, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he dropped something and he was like, you didn't see that. And I was like, no, I didn't see it. I was like, also. Good on you for cooking all this, but you don't live here. Exactly. <laughs> he just took over the grill. Yeah. I was like, oh. He was super okay. nice. We, uh, yeah. He was yes. one of the, the people that I talked to. There was another guy that I talked to for like a good 15 minutes. He was also really friendly that I met for the first time. But uh, yeah, Blake and I sat down. Like We were trying to say our goodbyes. Mm-hmm. And I, I, he was like the second person I said goodbye to. And I didn't leave him for about 20 <laughs> minutes because we were just talking about music mm-hmm. the whole time. I turned around and was like, all right. Yeah, he's definitely a music dude. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else oh, gets yeah. the fast yeah. forward That's goodbye. why him yeah. and Jay get on so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really good party. The Spaceballs wedding version goodbye. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Did I do anything? I don't think I've done anything else much of anything really. Yeah, we've been my sister's thirtieth birthday slash baby shower was last weekend. Oh, yeah. So there was that. She's ready to go soon. Yeah, September. What? Which is crazy. You're Less than uncle. a month and a half at this point. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, uncle Bobby. Uncle Bobby. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, to, nickname. We need to come up with a good nickname for him. Um, I don't like Uncle Bobby. I think it's got to be something else. I think that'll be up to the kid. I don't think it'll be up to you guys. Yeah, but we can just like, impress <laughs> on the kid as soon as it's speaking. I uh, have a segue for us because you're asking what we did. And one of the yeah. things I forgot to mention is that you mentioned Canada. I did go and I went to my friends Jill and Pete. Pete had the HTC Vive. It's always a great Ooh. segue when you call it a segue. Yeah. Oh, Before absolutely. you say, see, we're moving along. This is going to be a really good segue. Smooth. Here we go. Smooth. <laughs> yeah, the vibe. So that virtual reality headset. Yeah. Um, what do you think, man? I, I really. I mean, I of course I'm going to fall for this stuff because I've been waiting for it forever. But uh, the HTC Vive was impressive. Cool. I don't have a whole lot to compare it to because I haven't tried the PlayStation VR or the Oculus. Mm-hmm. No, that's no, that's wrong. I tried a really super early version yeah. of the Oculus that I had to like sit in a chair mm. and stay like there were rules. Yeah. One of the development kits probably where they were sending right. out early. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I go to Pete's and, uh, he comes into the living room and he's like, so <laughs> you want to, uh, you want to play some virtual reality? You got it. And he's like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> so surprisingly you, everything that I've heard like on giant bomb and a couple of places, everybody's talking about how much room you need to play this thing, it's not as big as I'd imagined from what people have been describing because their place is decently sized, but not huge. Like we had to move a coffee table and push like a, a couch a little bit back, but the area that you move in and around is really not that much. So people that are afraid of investing in this thing and not having enough room to play it, I would really look into that because it's not as yeah. much as you think. Mm. Okay. I mean, they do have like a recommended number. Yes. That's, I mean... It's not gigantic, but it's like it would be tough in like a a, 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 a packed living room, right? Like if you didn't right. have the ability to move a couch out of the way back a little bit or something, yeah. Like like, like, in, in like Jackie to, has yeah. a relatively big living room, but the way her living room is set up, I don't think you'd be able to do it in its right. recommended size. I think right. you could do it in there. 
Um, this would be like eight feet by eight feet or something like that. If you move, the I mean, connect was always a little of a struggle sometimes. Yeah. If you moved the ottoman and the the coffee table, you just like slid it out while you were using it yeah. for a couple of hours. You could totally do it. I'm just saying, like I think like I think it's like too thin is what I mean because you need like. Both. I'll be posting uh, floor plans of my house yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know really exactly. what we're talking about. I'm not saying it, I don't think it's like a ridiculous amount of room, but I feel like it depends on the the setup. Well, what's cool is that I mean, it's it's two sensors mm-hmm. and they're set up and they make um, this kind of grid, like this box yeah. that you're in, and you look down at the floor and the floor is you know rectangular yeah. and there's your border and you have a border in front of you, but you can't see it until you're near it. So it's okay. not like you're standing inside of a grid at all times. If you wander too close, like there was one or two times where I was about to like walk into the television. They're like, oh, whoa, 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 you know, right. step back a little right. bit. Um, but uh, it's not intrusive at all. But so anyway, so he strapped this thing on me. And the first thing that I played was uh, the blue, which is like their underwater, mm. you know, okay. island uh, adventure thing. And uh, I did the blue whale thing first okay cool so i sat down on the floor and uh i'm just i'm looking around i'm looking around and i'm just like ogling through these (laughs) these things and no motion sickness none none whatsoever completely immersed headphones on um the controllers are really cool it was kind of like two black controllers with um almost like hollowed loops uh at the end and so i'm sitting down and i'm in this you know sunken pirate ship and these fish and coral and stuff and and i'm like wow like freak like freaking out this is really neat this is really neat and Pete just goes dude turn around and look behind you and i turn around and one of my things i've always been fascinated with ever since the natural history museum trips for school was that giant blue whale <laughs> yeah. that's hanging in the center yeah so i love like blue whales visually mm-hmm. i turn around and this thing is larger <laughs> than life mm-hmm. and it's not like it's you know in the living room and and you're you know you're watching the fish go through your your end table and your right. your shelving and shit you can't see anything besides what's in the game like the entire world oh, is cool. gone it's completely yeah. sensory right. deprivation with the exception of this this vibe and i mean this thing was larger than life cool. and if if you focus yeah, on that's it, great having that kind of perspective yeah, yeah like it came right up to me and it kind of stopped and floated mm. and it's eye lit up and like not lit up, but yeah. like, you know, you could almost see your reflection in the eye. And then he kind of just slowly lumbered on and whatever. But I mean, my jaw was dropped mm. the whole time. I did another one with uh, an angler fish that was floating around in this, like, in the darkness. And the controller was actually a flashlight. And I was afraid because I don't like <laughs> angler fish. I think they're ugly as fuck. And I didn't want to go anywhere near it. A weird thing to be afraid of. So, yeah. but here's the thing about the Vive I don't know if the other ones can do this, but um, the Vive is interactive in terms of using the controllers. You can actually go up to something and touch it mm. with the controller and it'll move and it'll react to right. you. Yeah. So my whole deal was that these things draw you close to them and then they, they snatch and they go to gobble you up. So I'm petrified of this thing that I'm gonna go too close to it. It's just gonna come up and snap at me. And meanwhile, they know that it just swims there and doesn't right. do anything the whole time. So they're just watching me freaking out and <laughs> uh, videotaping me on their phones mm-hmm. and uh, making a complete ass out of myself. <laughs> but um, I'm going to try to get through these games. That was really cool. Not like a whole lot to do. Just right. kind of like, this is what this thing is capable of doing. It's more of, of an experience yeah. than a right. game as such. Yeah. Like, right, right now. Yeah. Like one was, one was five minutes. Like the other one was um, this jellyfish thing where just... 
massive, massive jellyfish, and like whole schools of them were going by, and you could touch them with the control, and they would like bloop out of mm. your way. And you could right. sift through them and push them and stuff like that, and just really, really, really awesome. Um, another thing that I got to play was from Valve. Uh, they call it the Lab. Oh, the Lab. I, I really want to play that. I've seen, yeah. I've seen the footage of it. it looks really so cool. there's a couple of things. There's like a couple of uh, like mini rooms that you can go into to play games and stuff, and they're just. Yeah. They're simple, like one function games, kind of like the Wii U, right. uh, the Wii Sports kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, when yeah. it first came out, it's more of a demo disc than anything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so this is free with the HTC Vive. Okay. This is just something that comes. Now, what's with the it. plan going forward with this? The Vive? Yeah, with I, games and I've you know, no, I'm not a clue. I mean, you you won't. I mean, we won't really know. Up to developers, really. You know, I think right. that. Um, you know, I wouldn't think of it like because uh, it's not one company making stuff for it, right? Like uh, right, v- yeah. Valve and HTC created it and Valve is supporting it and I'm sure that whatever games Valve puts out from now on will have some sort of VR component to them. Yeah. But we haven't really seen yet like a, a long form like game ass game, right? That you would sit in for two, three, four, five hours no. and play. Um, Resident Evil 7 is coming out in VR and that's going to be one of the first like really like big games to come out that way. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of what, and I, I, I recognize a lot of the names, a lot of them are going to be like experiences right more than like yeah game games. i mean honestly yeah. there's i would say there of, of all the things i have listed here i'll go through the rest like only one of them was really a game right yeah um so the lab is um it's valve so of course it's got valve's sense of humor mm-hmm. to it uh one of the games was you go into this kind of warehouse where you have um it's the aperture building yeah, yeah the so personality it, spheres right right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you have the personality spheres <laughs> and all the spheres they talk mm-hmm. as you interact right. with them and you go and you pick them up and you put them in the slingshot and you pull the slingshot back and you can completely like manipulate it and lean back and move it and keep pulling it until it's like really really taut and let right. it go and it's all like velocity based mm-hmm. and whatever and there's all these crates set up on various different levels and you try to aim it so that you can smash these barrels that explode and then the box explode and then that they topple over, which creates a domino effect and blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Um, a lot of fun, something that you're not going to play forever, mm-hmm. but like super cool and just being able to pull something back and just wing it at something and watch it go right. into the distance. Now, is there any kind of uh, feel to that? You so, know, is it just visual? It's visual, but you'd be really surprised because with the the sensory deprivation around yeah. you, you are completely immersed in this thing. I'll get to one like one of the things that I played is really a good example of this. But your brain, after being in there for a while, yeah. it starts to get tricked, right? And so you start like uh, uh, putting that kind of thing on it yourself, yeah. Right, like you start to mm-hmm. attribute that yeah. kind of thing. I um, the other thing that I played in the lab was their archery game, mm-hmm. which was. Uh, my second favorite thing that I played in the VR, as simple as it is, you're just up in a tower, you have a torch behind you that you can light the arrow and shoot it right. at, the, at these guys that come out with shields and spears mm-hmm. and all these things. But the motion of picking up the bow with the left hand and then just you know grabbing something from my back and, or, and, and knocking back the arrow and letting it go, around like the fourth game... I started to get really good at it, <laughs> yeah. And it just it felt so like I was just like fucking hawkeying mm-hmm. the, these things coming out, and um, like having to compensate for for um, oh, I forget what the the term is for when an, an arrow is like the fall distance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of an arrow, and um, like there's balloons that pop up every now and again, so you can regain health and you can right. regain time, and just like talking about like just 
headshotting like three guys coming around the mountain and then grabbing a couple balloons and lighting a thing and shooting the guy's shield and it starts to catch fire. There's a huge, you know, boiling oil on top of the tower that they're trying to attack. And if there's too many of them, you hit the barrel and it, it splashes onto them and they're all, Rah! everything like that. <laughs> and um, just, like I said, your brain starts to get tricked and you really feel like you're there. And because you're looking around right. and again, you're not in a living room, yeah. you're in a world. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I played was Job Simulator. Oh, I really want to play that. It's coming out on PSVR. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it looks yeah. really okay. silly and fun. So um, Bronwyn d- uh, played the mechanic thing. You can also, we hooked it up to the TV so we could actually could see, see yeah. what the you know what people were doing. Uh, I chose to do the gourmet breakfast cook. <laughs> and I this was the thing that I played the most, like for the longest amount of time. And I swear, I was in that thing for probably about a half hour, about 15 minutes in, it felt like I had my own kitchen. I didn't even need to worry about where the borders were in the living room because I just knew the space that I was working in that mm-hmm. I'm opening up the refrigerator, I'm cracking eggs. I'm- uh, now you see, the funny thing about this is I distinctly remember around episode 30 odd, there was an entire conversation that you had about some other game where you were making omelets and cracking eggs and how much fun it was cooking mama there you go see this is a whole thing for you yeah <laughs> but like like you like you you throw the lever and the stove disappears and a microwave comes up you throw it again a mixer comes up you got to pick out the cheese you got to throw in the thing you got to make smoothies and all this crap and like you're constantly taking more orders and like we had ordered real food at this point, and it had arrived at the house. We ordered pizza and mozzarella sticks, and they're like, "Dude, the food's here!" And I could smell it. And I'm like, "Oh, just a few more." And I did like seven more meals before I went <laughs> and actually ate food. Um, but that was the game that really, like, I could feel the heat coming off of the stove when I would turn it up. I could hear customers when I was cracking the eggs. I was taking the shells. For some reason, there's no garbage in this game. Mm. I don't know why. But there's a window where you put your orders and you slide them out. That eventually, I was just cracking eggs and throwing the shells <laughs> out the window in this like one fluid motion. And it feels like you're really just tossing something out of a window. Yeah. It's crazy. See, you know we should say with me- Job Simulator, though, it, yeah. it's like it, the, the, the premise of Job Simulator is it's like far-flung future. And these are all robots yeah. who are who are like impersonating what they think human behavior was. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad I'm glad you added that because yeah. to be honest, I'm listening to Steve and I'm like, this sounds a lot like what I do for real every freaking day. <laughs> no, I have no, no. no interest in doing it and not actually having dinner for everyone no, at no, the no. end of it. It's like silly too. Like you'll get like a, like a, it'll give you like an order ticket and it it, it, it might be something ridiculous. Like it's not yeah, going right. to just be like, here, make an egg sandwich. It's going to be like, you know, you like stick a credit card and like, uh, you know, and you, <laughs> yeah. you put it in the microwave right. and it makes it whatever. But um, customers that come up and they talk to you, and they tell you stories and stuff like that, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's really cool. Uh, I played Rec Room, which mm-hmm. is a free game that you can download, where it is a social hub where you can just talk out loud mm-hmm. to people, and everybody in the room that's within your like proximity can hear you. Okay, and um, you play like mini games. You play mm-hmm. darts. You play frisbee golf. Um, you play basketball. You play badminton. You yeah. just do whatever. You just walk around this huge um, facility. And you walk up to people, you can do like, you can change the way you look and stuff like that. And you just walk up to people and like, hey, you know, you want to play Frisbee golf? I'm like, sure, man. And you just play something with somebody, you say your goodbyes and you move on and play something else. How was the population when you were in it? It was pretty good. Pretty good? It was pretty good. Um, there was a lot of people, in, it was easier to find people inside the building, like inside the lobbies, like the racquetball courts mm-hmm. and the dodgeball courts and stuff like that. Like some of the more 
popular game, some right. of the more, like the easier to play kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like grabbing the the dodgeball and hucking the dodgeball was a very simple, right. you know, gesture to do something like the frisbee golf. You had to find somebody that was interested mm. in it because it, it requires a little bit more, you know, of a range of motion. Yeah, and it's yeah. a little bit harder with the disc to angle it and look at the wind and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But, um, you know, friendly people. Cool. Everybody was, you know, you heard people having parties in the background where somebody <laughs> was obviously trying to play and had four of their friends in the mm-hmm. room. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's beating you. Come on. What do you suck? That's cool. So uh, let me see. What else did I play? Uh, I played that... Um, what is it called? Audio Audio Shield. Audio Shield, which is from the people from the very first Steam Steam game that I ever downloaded. Uh, the reason I even got Steam was called Audio Surf, mm-hmm. and it's a, uh, a kind of like an F zero set to music where you load in your own music and it'll take the algorithms from the math of the music and build levels with it. And uh, so Audio Shield, you're in this gigantic arena. And there's all these like crowds of people and you look up and it's like all these like gears and weird crap and everything. And you're in this giant dome. And as the music uh, comes into your headphones, balls of light start coming in from the ceiling and floating down to you. And you have you have a blue shield and an orange shield. And if you cross them, it becomes purple. So you have to do like you have to block as these uh, beams right. of light are coming down. And it's all in turn like to the drums, to the vocals, to the guitars and all that stuff. And you have to like hold it and follow it for some of the longer loops and stuff like that. And like, you know, smash your arms to break uh, ones that are harder and stuff like that. And um, that's something that like if I if I had it loaded up to my iTunes library, I, I would never come out. Mm-hmm. Like I would just throw on an album and be gone for two hours. Cool. Uh, and I think the last one that I played, oh, so my absolute favorite thing that I played for it and that really until recently, Bronwyn and I were actually trying to save up for this thing and to, to beef it up. I want to try to get it before I move next Mm -hmm. year, but, um, (laughs) the Google tilt brush. Oh, tilt brush is cool. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Explain. Okay. So I put this thing on and they showed me this last because they knew that this was going to be the thing that was going to make me cave. (laughs) So uh, you are in a blank space. You're in that like, you know, that confined rectangle thing. And um, you can change the the canvas of it. So it could be white. It could be blue. Mm. It could be black. It could be whatever. And you use your, you know, right or left. My left hand was an easel. That was a cube. And you can manipulate the cube by just swiping along and it'll spin it. And you had the entire color spectrum on one side. You had effects on the other and then you had options in those effects. So you had like smears and sparkles and spray paint and spatters and all of these, you know, different things. And so, you know, I strap this thing on and I grab like one of the light pens, one of like like you you draw and it looks like a lightsaber clash when you when you're drawing with it. And I'm just, you know, I'm doing my thing, making my silly characters and just doing what I know how to do. And uh, my friend Pete is like, dude, he's like, you know, you can move around, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, walk through it. I'm like, you can't walk through it. Walk through it. So I physically walked through my drawing Mm -hmm. and then walked around it and realized that I'm not creating on a flat surface. It's a 3D space. (laughs) It's a 360 3D space. So I immediately erased what I had and then started from the center of the floor 
and just started to like work my way up with the pen and I made this like crazy ass fountain with like all of like versions of my characters and like water droplets with eyes and shit like that like just bursting out and I was like giving people the 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 the, the unit to mm-hmm. like step into the art and walk around it and stuff like that and I mean like creating it from this pen right in front of you and you can manipulate it in that space it is wild yeah especially for somebody like me who i'm not really good with depth like i have fun doing what i do i'm really great with color but i suck at shading and i suck at giving like 3dness or depth to my stuff so to have something like this at my disposal was like being a kid in a candy store Mm. and especially with this easel that had like three to four pages worth of options to go through and uh it blew my mind Mm. And there were also, there were a bunch of uh, templates inside of the easel. So you could like, you could be in a, in a Greek uh, garden and a pedestal will come up and you could make like your own, um, your own statues and stuff like that. And um, there's a gallery option where you can actually go and look at things that other people have created and it'll load it inside of the space in your living room and you can walk around other people's cool. art and that, stuff like now that. that is really good that's like yeah. a, that's a next generation way of expressing that yeah. art form right? There's, yeah. Yeah, I've seen footage of it obviously it's much different when you're inside of it but the footage yeah. of it looked amazing everything about like you could put it on the TV like mm-hmm. we did and stuff like that but there's like from being in it to sitting on the couch and watching yeah. it's night and day yeah. it really yeah. is you can't really appreciate the VR until you get in it yourself and try it. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah I'm glad awesome. you had such good experience with all those I, games. Yeah. We stayed over we stayed overnight, so I, I had it for like two days. I played that archery thing. Like they thought that I was just gonna move in there and not go <laughs> home. I was having so much fun with it. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Leaning, like not even looking at the torch behind me to light the arrow, just like a badass, just like mm. leaning behind <laughs> me, like hearing in my headphone that it was lit and just you know, oh, it was so <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool, uh, Bobby. Let's come to you uh, for a couple of games. Yeah. Tell playing us, some, uh, what you've been playing. Uh, well, Justin's not here tonight, so he can't he can't yes. hold the torch for. Uh, Overwatch. Right. But you uh, can give us a little itty bitty. I can hold a bit. I can hold the lighter for it. Yeah. Yeah, a, <laughs> a little itty bitty Overwatch. A little itty bitty Overwatch. It's because the new character, last time we talked, she had just been announced. Yeah. And she just came to console, I think, a few days ago. Yep. So, okay. Um, I should say, too, because we, last week we talked about t- not having a week off anymore, but Justin uh, had a family emergency. He couldn't right. be here. Right. So, we didn't want to record the second show without him. So, it's going to, next yeah. time, we'll start that whole process. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. Anna, which is the the new character, she's a support sniper. I got I, I played a couple games with her. Um, I, I hopped on because uh, I wanted to be able to talk about it and I wanted to see what the character was like. Uh, uh-huh. And you know, I I really enjoyed playing as her. Uh, it's a really interesting thing because you know, you I think you get just been playing. I played Overwatch for you know, Justin's played for like hundred hours. I played for like twenty <laughs> hours. You know, but you get into modes with different characters that like you know, like okay. If I'm, if if I'm, you know, if I'm a healer, like I know I gotta get relatively close so I can stay with my teammates, get them, and I gotta I gotta kind of navigate between that and, and watching out for people trying to take me out. Um, you know, if if you're a sniper, you're you know you're you're, you're hanging back, and the way you kind of approach everything is different. With, with Anna, it was very interesting because you have to approach it like a sniper, but you have to think like a healer. So it was very actually very cool to be able to go like okay. Like uh, it was, a, and the payload maps. It was really useful because I was able to sit back from the payload. Um, at this point, they they, uh, they were trying to push the payload. We were trying to stop it, and sit back from the payload. And you know, you can shoot when you shoot your own teammates. They get a buff. They get they get healed. Um, and we and, but when you shoot 
opponents, it, it does damage as well. Um, and you can throw out this grenade that either heals your allies or, or hurts your enemies. Um, so I was able to sit back and just like look through my scope and just sort of hit my my guys as That's they... That's my kind of character. I like that. Yeah, as they started to go down. Um, and, you know, it's like like everything else in Overwatch, it's pretty forgiving with, you know, your hit the hit box around it. Because I think they know that, you know, you can't control if your teammates are sort of darting back right. and forth. <laughs> exactly, so yeah. So you have to be yeah. close, but you don't have to be exact. Right. Um, they get a healing bubble on them. And it was cool to see that happen. And that's another strategy thing, though, yes. is if you're talking to your teammates, you can be like, freeze quick. Yeah. Shoot them, go. Yeah, so that yeah. was really cool. I really liked that a lot. Um, and then there was... Um, you. And the cool thing is, like, using the, like, the heal or grenade, you can use it on yourself. So if you're doing badly, you can just toss it at your feet. Oh, and it'll heal oh you. that's a good like, one. Like, Soldier 76 right. puts down that, like, uh, that, like, radius thing the he puts beacon. down. The little beacon he puts down. It's, like, the same thing. You just throw it down. And if you're okay. if you're in, like, the splash area of it, you get healed, um, which was cool. Hmm. Uh, my favorite moment, though, in the whole thing was uh, she has a sleep dart that can put enemies to sleep. And either they stay asleep for, like, four seconds or until they take any damage. Right. Uh, but uh, Soldier 76 on the other team had his ultimate. So he had the, like, I got, I've got you in my sights thing. And, and it basically, he just shoots, and it automatically homes to whoever is near Ooh. his target. Uh, it's, it's really good. It's a very good ultimate. And he said it, and he was shooting, and I just went, poof, and shot him with a sleep dart, and he fell asleep. <laughs> and by the time he got back up, his ult was over. Oh, that's awesome. So now that's another counterpoint. Yes. Like, she's a character that has a counterpoint to someone else's yeah. very good ultimate. Absolutely, which is right. great. Especially one that's very time-sensitive, which most of them are. Yeah, that's fantastic. Pretty time-sensitive um, once they get popped. So... Uh, it, it's 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 a cool thing. Uh, I really enjoy playing as I had, you know I had a good game. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things where with Overwatch, you know, I mean, I think I got two eliminations and I died six times, but I, you know, I had like three thousand healing, you know, right. points. Right. So that's all I really care. about. Do you about. feel like that kind of thing is weighed out very good with there's characters that have this, but this character can you know combat yes. that, and this character can combat that, and yeah, it's one of the most balanced. Uh, competitive games I've ever played, and right. you know, to be fair, I'm not a huge competitive player. Yeah. But but you can learn like yeah. which ones to play that are going to help out with different matches. Right? Definitely, and I think yeah. that it, it it encourages you because there are t- like I think we talked about this like a couple of weeks ago, but like you know the first couple of weeks or the first week. Bastion, the the character can turn to a turret. Everyone's like, he's he's overpowered. It's not fair. No one can beat them. And now it's not really a thing anymore because people right. figured out even like regular like normal players figured out how to com- combat that character right. and now you don't see like three bastions on a team anymore right. because th- there is very easy very hard counters to bastion okay. snipers are very hard counters because he can't shoot that far and, and and once he's in a turret mode, it takes him a while to move away. Oh, okay. Um, so it's very fluid as well like the game yes. changes constantly when, as, as and when people yes. like figure out this kind of thing. Um, yeah, it, what they call the meta game is very fluid, which is okay. th- they're doing balance changes constantly. They just be- rebalance Diva, um, so good. So so and she she because the problem with Diva before was that she's a tank, but she played more like one of the damage dealer like offensive heroes, like a like a Soldier seventy six. She right. wasn't very survivable. Her guns were not strong enough. Her guns were not strong enough. And what they did is they made they they made and her. And people, after the first couple of weeks, have completely solved how to get away from her ultimate because it took four seconds to go off, and people could just people were very good at clearing away when it went away. Okay, off. yeah, yeah. They, they've reduced the time to three seconds now, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a lot. Yeah. Um, and now you, as Diva, you can't be killed by your own ultimate, which you could before. 
So you used to have to be very strategic right. about like, okay, I got to throw it out and I got to run. Now <laughs> okay, you don't get killed yeah. by your own ultimate. Yeah. And she has a, she had like a, the shield thing that she would use, mm-hmm. but it was like, it would run on a counter, on a timer. It would go away very quickly. It, w- it was not a very productive shield. They've re-engineered it. So now it's a much, you know, it's, it's a much more effective defensive mechanism. Okay, that's good. Well, I mean, it seems like Blizzard doing what Blizzard always does, yes. right? Which is listening and changing as it, as it goes. Yeah. So that's great. But Ana was a, was a really fun character to play as. I like playing as healers as it is, so it was it was a good it was it was a nice change up on how to play as one. And it's good to have another healer in there, um, and someone that has offensive capabilities as well. Because I think a lot of people avoid playing the healers because they don't like being in the action or they want to be able to deal damage as well. Right. And with and with Ana, you can sort of deal some damage. But also lay back if you don't want to be in this in, okay. in the frame. That's great. So well, that sounds like a good addition. Yeah. So I mean, I did, I played a couple of matches and I had a lot of fun playing. Cool. Her, so it was good. Um, what else? So I played a couple of games that just came out this week. I played a game called Headlander, which is um, from Double Fine, which is uh, Broken Age, um, stacking, okay. Massive Chalice, all these kind of games. Um, published by Adult Swim Games, and it's a it's a side scrolling um, action game, like a Metroidvania style type of game. But a very interesting twist on it is that you wake up and uh, you're like you're the last human in, in in I guess in the universe at this point. All the robots have taken over, and but you're just a head. You're a head. That's <laughs> that like, sounds like an Adult Swim thing. Yeah, like a, I mean, they came out with a game once where it was like poke a dead body down a river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're head, but you have like a like a rocket propulsion system underneath you, so you could kind of zip around as the head. Right. And what you do is you sort of pull the heads off robots and you attach their bodies. And you use their bodies to shoot okay. and stuff like that. And there's there's puzzle elements and there's elements of like, okay, you need like a red guard to get in this red door or an orange guard to get in this orange okay. door. Yeah. You're, you're trying to disengage, you know, traps or disengage like shields or, you know, barriers for you to progress. And the ultimate goal is to get to this AI and shut it down. Uh, it's got a lot of great personality. Uh, it's very funny, but it's also, it's just a, it's just a really dynamic and interesting game to play. Um, I talked a couple weeks ago about Song of the Deep, which I felt like, was not very dynamic it, w- it was very kind of this samey and, and sort of wrote and this game seems to have enough different about it where it's uh it's really caught my attention i've played probably about two hours of it um i don't really know how long it is it's part of the the play, ps uh not ps plus but it's part of the the psn play promotion which is like you okay. every game you buy you save more money on so if you buy all four games they get this that what, ab- what ab- platforms are on it's on ps4 and pc Okay, just PS4. And I think so, yeah, because okay. it's part of this play promotion. So right. it's like uh, it's this game. It's a game called Abzu, which is like a oh, I want to play that underwater game. Yeah. When does that come out? That's in next week, I think. <gasps> oh, oh, I want that. Bound, which is like this like yeah, I want very music based like sort of a platformer. Ooh. And then I don't remember the other one that's part of the promotion. Um, Was this promotion called? It's PSN Play. It's like this. They do it every year. They did it last year with. Um, no, two years ago it was like the swapper and a couple other things. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I can't remember what I can't remember what last year's was, but I do it every summer. It's sort of like their summer of arcade, like what Microsoft used to do. Right, right, right. It's the same type of deal. Um, but Headlander is very cool. It, it and it looks awesome. I should say that it looks awesome. It's got a li- it has a little bit of that swapper vibe to it because it looks um, sort of very physical uh but yeah the swapper was kind of like um they did that a certain way right they actually took physical objects and scanned them in yeah yeah this isn't quite like that but it has that same sort of vibe to it okay um it's got a great like it's got a very 70s (laughs) feel to it okay um like the way the way the technology is looks very 70s like what the what 
what they thought in the 70s was going to be the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it looks right. like. And the, the title treatments and sort of like the look, it's got a very heavy film grain on it and, and stuff like that. Okay. Um, very, very neat game. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, looking, definitely looking to finish uh, that one. And the other one I'm playing is a game called Quadrilateral Cowboy. Yeah, this one I, I saw on the list of games you had played, and I was like, well, that is quite a title. Yeah, it's only that's only out on PC. Uh, okay. It's mouse and keyboard only. Uh, and it's a... It's really a tough game to explain. It sounds like it because from that title, there are no clues whatsoever, whatsoever like what this game is. So a quadrilateral cowboy is a hacker. Like that's what that's like another name for a hacker. Okay. Um, in real life, like that's oh, a right. real term. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in this, you, you play a hacker, but it's it's I think it's 1980. I think is is when it's based in, and it's like sort of futury 1980. Like you have a hoverbike and shit, and there's like <laughs> okay. very dystopian, like where you where you, you see like the apartments that you and like your team live in like looper kind of futuristic not like looper like uh did you read ready player one no okay so you did right yeah, so did. like you, you you basically you the apartments are like these they're like they're like campers but they're right. like suspended on top of each other like straight up into the air okay and then surrounded by like these like almost like judge dread like mega city size like apartment buildings so right. like very dystopian looking but it's set okay. in 1980 so it's not like you sit at a computer and you hack in from like far away and you're going through those complicated lines of code it's like you have a console and you go to these places and you're like jacking into their network Yo. but a lot of it is like um it's 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 very like real command prompts you're typing in okay so like when you want to open a door you're like okay this is door one you go you go like uh door one dot open and then you have to like put in parentheses how long you want it to be open and some of the doors um you're kind of st- trying to steal stuff some of the yeah. doors like it says like alarm will sound if doors open for more than three seconds oh okay so you have to only open for three seconds right. but there are times where you have to when it really gets crazy you have to start stacking up commands so you have to go like okay so uh, sometimes you get these rooms where you can't bring the deck it through a force so field. you have to kind of like work out at like the next five steps yes. put them all in in one go and then do it yeah and it's right. and it, you're getting it's like obviously getting to the level is the most important thing but you're getting scored on time what a lot okay. of it is uh so you, what you're doing like for example i had to steal this like this this suitcase right it was in this room and garden room was like this you know electromagnetic pulse wall that wouldn't let you bring any sort of like complicated electronics through right. the through the thing so you couldn't take your console couldn't bring a console with me it, but it had a security camera in it and if the security camera was off for longer than three seconds the alarm would sound and then i would fail because like this turret comes out and like shoots you so <laughs> okay. so i i could set yeah i could set it i could go okay set thing over three seconds and i might be able to get past the camera in time but i couldn't get back right so what you do is you have to, you have to type and yeah, i might not even get past the camera in time so you type like wait and then you you can put as long as you want so i put like five seconds okay and you put like a like a like a colon and you right. write like and then you write like uh camera two uh dot off three seconds and then a colon and then wait t- 10 oh, colon okay. camera th- camera one right. dot off th- three seconds but so you have to like remember your timings yes right so you, you there's a visual representation when the camera's on crazy there's yeah. a visual representation yeah. when the camera's on right. so you can see it happening yeah um so you like you do it it clicks you go I, the camera turns off. You run and get the thing. Right. And then, but then you know you have to wait a certain amount of time. Yeah. And then the camera yeah. turns back off and you go back out. Right. Um, there was one where like you, you had you had to like steal a safe, but it was on a pressure plate. And once you remove the pressure plate, you had 10 seconds before the alarm would go off. So you had to set up like, and you couldn't bring the deck in. Right. So, and you wouldn't have time to sit there and set up the things afterwards. So you'd like set everything in motion, hit enter, run in, grab the safe, run back out, grab the deck. The door, the door you set to open would open. You had to, you know, 
uh, you had to like go up the stairs and then there was like a skylight that you had set to open and that would open and right. you'd jump out of that. That sounds really cool. It's cool. Yeah. I'm not the best typer in the world. <laughs> so it can be kind of frustrating because the game, right. is, the levels are very short, but they're, but they're, you'll probably fail like a bunch of times. I was going to say, they sound very in-depth and yeah. they get, I'm, I'm assuming, more and more in-depth as you go along. Yeah, and they, they change. So you get like, you get new items, you get new, new stuff. Right. Um, it, it's definitely a very interesting game. Like you got like a little drone that you that you kind of like control. Um, and you know, I, I, I will say, I think it's on purpose, very sort of analog feeling. It's not super smooth. Yeah. You're not like, um, like, the thing that frustrated me, I was playing this one level where I had to go into this skylight every time into this room, and I kept failing, and then you have to start over again on, on, on the level, and I'd have to, every time I sit down and type in, okay, skylight two, dot open, you know, three seconds, go, as I did it every time, yeah. and I did it like 15 times, and I was like, I can't believe I had to keep typing this <laughs> out. So right. like, that aspect of it is like, you know, I, it might not be for everybody, but the style is really interesting and cool. Like the, the characters are like these big, like they're like blockheads. Like they're really, it's really, really stylized. It's got an interesting, right. like a reverent sense of humor. And, and a cool thing you can do too is that you can, ty- you can uh, basically type in, or you can, in the options, you can go to a no clip. So you can actually kind of just like go through the level and look at the levels laid out before you go into it. You can't, you can't progress that way. Once you turn it off, you fly back to the beginning. But you can at least see how the level's laid out to give you an idea before you go in. You should uh, get the Mr. Robot soundtrack. I know, going I know. on, put it in headphones. Um, but it, it, it's got a, it's got a, it's really not much of a soundtrack. But you can, tur- you have a, a vinyl man, so it's like a, it's like a, a portable record player. Oh, that's cool. That you can turn on and it has interesting music and stuff in it. Um, I say Headlander has amazing music. Yo, I'm looking at screenshots of Headlander. Yeah, and I'm picking it up. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, do you want? I have the, the list right here. Oh yeah, games. read that list of the PS and Play games. So this is the, the this is the list. Uh, Headlander came out on the twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. It's fifteen ninety nine for plus players. Abzu is August second, fifteen ninety nine. These are the, the discounted prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game called Brutal coming out on August 9th. And Bound August sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brutal will be eleven ninety nine, and Bound will be sixteen uh, fifteen ninety nine. Brutal kind of looks. A little bit like the chess game that they have aboard the Millennium Falcon. Mm, interesting. Uh, it. I mean, check that out. Like it, it looks like a, like a oh, space board that you. Yeah, I've heard of you this move game. characters yeah. along and they beat the crap out of each other. It like is like battle brutal, chess. brutal chess. Like it's battle chess. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a good promotion. They got some interesting stuff there. Headlander. The music is awesome. The music is very like. Uh, you know, Stranger Things esque, like very like oh, synthy, cool. like, yeah, yeah. like that kind of like, thing. I love. Wow. I'm a sucker for that awesome. kind of music. That, All right, that's good. Yeah, that's it, a couple of very interesting games. Yeah, it's been a it's been a very good like couple months for me for that kind of music because Mr. <laughs> Robot that's what all that music is like right, it's like right. very much like that um, Stranger, Stranger Things, Things yeah. the, the theme song for oh, Stranger Things is like yeah. my life like, yeah. it's so great I <laughs> love it that's what Jay said I watched like the first episode mm. and then I said nope I'm not watching anymore you have to watch this with me yeah. so we watched the first one and as soon as the credits came on he was like oh <gasps> yeah. I love these credits yeah it's amazing yeah. Um, yeah. I love that kind of music and uh it's been a very good, a very good couple of weeks for that for me for like different media that I'm I'm checking out. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you have some more games. I do. So you, the one called the bridge. Yeah. So tell um, us about that. Oh, by the way, just the, the Vive thing. Yeah. Five feet by six and a half feet. That's the size the room has to be. Oh, okay. that's not too bad. But that's the size. So yeah. Really know. Uh, yeah. So I. Uh, Outside of Comixology sales, there were uh, a couple of flash sales on the PS4, and one of the games I picked up, I got it for like two dollars. Uh, it's called The Bridge, and it is a fantastic. 
puzzle game. <laughs> if you are at all into the artwork of MC Escher, if you remember the game Echo Chrome, mm. yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so it is a uh, more uh, more complex version of Echo Chrome, mm. where it's got kind of this like vaudevillian Escher uh, motif to it, where you're you're a drawn man and you're drawn onto this canvas, and you manipulate the levels mm. by leaning to the right or the left. You can't jump. You're hmm. just a guy that that walks, and depending on how you tilt the world mm-hmm. is the the direction that he'll walk in. And you start off, and you start off doing, you know, it's like it's a figure eight or it's a Mobius strip, and you have to kind of lean and tilt him mm-hmm. into like the infinity, and he'll get to the door, and oh, you the next level, blah, right? Blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I started to to progress, and you know, one dash one, one dash two, and the first question was, well, how long is this game going to be? Mm-hmm. And we realized that there are sub-worlds within worlds that have, like, their own six, you know, little uh, levels to do. Interesting. And real early on, <laughs> that game starts inter- starts introducing some dastardly stuff. Uh, there's one aspect of the game where you have um, black and white. Like, everything's gone from just being kind of, uh, like gray and white and black tones to being distinctly black Mm -hmm. or white and you'll have to go in through a converter and the converter will change the color of the guy that you are and it'll flip the level around and now you have to manipulate things in the black to move things in the white and go through the thing and turn around but the the looping of the levels and the like the planes of view and the depths that you can walk in in the actual artwork Mm -hmm. is phenomenal like this, the, the layering, how you're like, oh, well, that's just going to be a zigzag. No, it's not. Like you can right. go behind the stairs, in front of the stairs, turn it upside down after you become the black character and push the white ball out of the way. And then if you turn it back over, the white ball will roll down a thing and crush you. Um, Interesting. And it leaves, cool. uh, anytime that you die, it actually leaves like uh, like a ghost or an imprint of where you had died. And... Uh, you don't you your death is never permanent you could actually hold down a button and you can rewind time back to like if you screwed something up if you like let's say like you walked off of the level and didn't tilt enough and your character just kept floating off the level and you, and you died you can rewind back to before you dropped him and just plan it a little bit better and keep inching it back 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 until you get it because some of the some of the solutions are long and mm-hmm. and complicated and um my favorite thing to do in playing puzzle games is to play it with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love just getting like three or four people together to all put their brains in on this thing. See, my, my thing with that is I love to do exactly the same, but mm-hmm. it's mainly so they can solve it for me. Oh, that happens. Yeah, because otherwise I'm just like hitting my head against the wall. Well, it's funny. Like we, everybody, you know, the group that I hang out with, everybody has their strengths and whatever. And somebody will give up and like they'll turn around to go and play Hearthstone or something <laughs> or they'll go and they'll grab their Pokemon and then like, I got it. And then, and then everybody comes, how'd you do it? How'd you yeah, do it? Yeah. You show them and they're right. like, it's always some kind of simple solution. They're, oh my yeah. God, why didn't we think of it's that? Like I get frustrated so easily and it stops me figuring it out. Um, I give up too easy. So yeah, uh, I don't know how much it is now, but um, if you want like a super clever, but uh, really easy game, uh, puzzle game to get into that will rack your brain, uh, it's called The Bridge. The Bridge. Cool. And I played okay. that on PS4. Um, really super impressed with music. Also, you were talking about music. Really nice, affecting like mood music for, for puzzling and, and stuff like that. And not repetitive 
in in its stuff like it, it's always changing it's always doing different things and um just really and the artwork itself is also really cool it almost kind of looks like a um like a what was his name gory yeah yeah frank gory yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a little bit like that hmm. um but very like vaudevillian very like you know man you know <laughs> poopadoo and all that stuff <laughs> sorry what was the name again steve the bridge the bridge i'm just gonna look it up for you uh i played another puzzle game called cube uh, I've heard of that game. It looks it looks cool. Q U B E. It is very much. Uh, I won't say that it's a successor to Portal because that's absurd, but it feels very mm-hmm. Portal. Yeah. Okay. Um, and even though it shares the same name, different spelling, you've seen the sci-fi horror movie Cube. Yeah. Bobby? Yeah. Have you seen it, Jackie? No. Interesting movie. It's see it. old, right? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. 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 Mid probably mid over, over ten, late well 90s. over ten years. Oh by yeah, now. definitely. Yeah. Um, simple. But really cool and one of like one of my favorite endings in a sci-fi movie ever. Um, so it feels a lot like that mixed with Portal. And uh, one of the things you're you're traversing through these through these levels, and you're manipulating cubed rooms that are constantly changing as you're changing the puzzle. Right. But the thing about it is that the whole time that you're in here, in between each puzzle, is there are voices that are coming through the walls and they're talking to you and they're telling you, you know, do you remember who you are? Do you know where you are? Do you know what's going on? And it's these different people that will periodically come in while you're trying to escape this place, filling your head with thoughts about what it could possibly be. That sounds like me when I've smoked too much. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you know, like you'll, you'll be, you'll be walking along and you'll hear somebody like through the, you hear like the knocking and like, did you like, did you hear it? What the hell was that? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't hear it. And like, you couple more feet here, you hear it again. And what the, hey, buddy. Hey, <laughs> buddy. Listen, when you get to this room, you know, I'll be there waiting for you. I got to tell you what's going on. They're, they're going to be here any minute, blah, blah, blah. And then a couple more levels in, there's like this radio crackling in the walls right. and it's a woman. That's and she's like, cool. you know, yeah. don't listen to him. You right. know, you're perfectly safe. We need you to go in this direction because if you don't solve this thing, everybody on your planet's going to die. Wow. You know, yeah. this this is a weapon. You're trapped inside the weapon. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get to the final room to disable it within a certain period of time, everybody in the world is going to die. It's all resting on you. Right. Then you have this other guy telling you that she's full of shit. And this is a place where they, they experiment on you and they trap you and you don't know. And you're only the only way to find out is to make it to the end and see yeah. what the deal is. Oh, that sounds like a really good like a- extra dimension to it. It's intense, and I'm, I mean the the puzzle elements are really cool. It has a you know another thing again where you're you're um like pressing buttons and uh, the room right. will be tilted, so there there'll be uh, colored balls that drop down and onto the floor, and as you tilt and they roll. You have to pass them through different lights and different like um, like paint splotches right. to change the okay, color yeah. of them, get yeah. them in the right row, and you know activate the catapult and you know blow yourself up onto the thing, go through the door. Um, very, very portally, but mm-hmm. a little bit more minimalistic, a little bit more low grade okay. than that, but super entertaining nonetheless. Sweet. Cool. Uh, I- now I have something I want to ask you about. Sure. By the way, it's uh, the bridge is nine ninety nine on PSN and totally on, worth it, and on uh, Steam. Totally worth it. Uh, So, yeah, I have a question for you. Sure. I have played a small amount of Pokemon Go. Um, Now, I am a little confused by some of the aspects of the game because there really isn't any kind of, uh, um, what's it called, tutorial. There's no real, like, you know, this is how you do this and this is how you do that. So, I am going to use you as my tutorial. Sure. (laughs) So, first of all, tell me a little bit about your adventures playing Pokemon Go this week. So... 
I'm the guy that went on to Twitter and all of a sudden found out that Pokemon Go was released in the U.S. It was 3.12 a.m. <laughs> and I downloaded it. And at first it was working. And uh, I immediately got up, put on some pants, put on a shirt, walked around my neighborhood and caught a bunch of Pokemon. 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, 35-year-old man. <laughs> Walking around catching rat ratatas and right. crap like that. Um, so, so the game release came out. I got it. I made my character. Started catching Pokemon, and then those servers, those servers. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, I think pretty much everybody downloaded it. It was really day, bad. So it was really yeah. bad for for about two weeks. I had I had one night uh, that I'll talk about really quick where it was running as smooth as anything I've ever played, and uh, I happened to be down in Port Jeff. Which is one of That's like, like a hot spot for that. Yeah, it's one of the it's Suffolk crazy. County. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Let me tell you. I have never I have been to kind of the Port Jeff Rec Center a few times. I went for yoga classes. I went uh ice skating there. There's never anybody there. There's right. like a little water park for kids during the summer and you know, parents bring their kids there, but nobody hangs out there. Right. Now <laughs> now yeah. <sighs> Hundreds. I've heard hundreds yeah. of people are down in Port Jefferson, and everybody, not just annoying kids or whatever. Nope. It's parents walking with their kids. It's people my age. It's people that are ten years old. It's people with their babysitters. Everybody's down in Port Jeff. Right. And I still, as many times I've been down there, about three times to play this thing, just because it's one of the best places to go. I don't really want to. I heard that. Um, Stony Brook campus is also right, supposed right. to be littered with uh, landmarks and Pokestops mm. and things yeah. like that. Uh, but Port Jeff is just, if you want to see a spectacle or a sight, <laughs> yes. holy shit. Yep. It is so funny. Like as much as I've seen it in the past like two weeks, I can't, I can't get enough of it. It's so damn yeah. funny. Uh, businesses, small businesses in Port Jeff are up by 25%. Which is awesome. Yeah, the frigate, yes. the, the, the candy place, yes. they, ha- they, can't, they can't make enough money. That's it's cool. insane. They have all these little deals exactly, going on. Exactly, and that is awesome. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so I went down there, and I, I went down with my friend Beller, and um, we walked a combined total. I had my Fitbit on, because you can't really tell from the pedometer right. on this thing. But um, I had my Fitbit on. We we walked thirteen point six miles <laughs> down in Port Jeff just on that first night, and then the following day we went to Heritage Park in Mount Sinai and walked like another six or seven. Yep. And um, it is fun. Like I definitely like you know I've got a little obsessed with just if I go to somewhere I haven't been for a while I'm like yeah. oh let me let me check let me see if there's anything around here. I. I'm a I, I'm a collector. Like I like collecting things. I like having all the things in a game. So yep. it's kind of, I and I like poke. I have a built-in you know affinity right. for Pokemon to begin with. But um, it's just it's a really cool thing that everybody has been able. Anybody that's downloaded and enjoyed it can enjoy. And it's been a harmless, relatively. Yeah. Uh, there are stories and whatever. There's but always stories. If you're smart yeah. and you play, yeah. like I was down in Port Jeff the other night, and there was a there was a Dratini over by the you know the Port <laughs> Jefferson ferry, right? And I shit you not, they had barricades by the ferry to keep people away, and one person just yelled out Dratini, 
<laughs> and everybody that is so funny stopping though. traffic right just and you know and you got to the point where like we were right up against the barricade me and Bella right. we had caught it real early like we yeah. walked up to it and got it we got super lucky and everybody else was kind of like waiting for their opportunity for it right, to pop right. up on their thing and um, you could see little by little people <laughs> were starting to get brave because they were pushing the barricade and starting <laughs> right. to like so move it. And they're like, you know, yep. you think that if I went up there that they right, would say right. anything? Exactly. And there was a guy clearly sitting like right. blocking the lanes of the ferry, this big, big, <laughs> big bouncer dude. Yep. And like they moved the barricade and about eight of them started to inch their way forward into, right. the, into the ferry. They got about halfway toward his car and he just got out and you saw like the whole car just <laughs> lifted up right. from this like 400 pound dude getting out of the thing. Yep. like, what do you want? Right. And like, back up. We want a Dratini. He's, he's over by the, the ferry, by the pier. And he's like, you better hurry up. You got, you got 15 seconds. It's so funny. 14 seconds. <laughs> 13. And just, oh yeah. my God. They like, after a few seconds, we got it, we got right. it. And they came running back and whatever. And, um, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of people while playing this game. Yeah. I, I've been going out with friends. I haven't been going out by myself because it is dangerous. But um, I have, like, I have enough issues socially that I don't really talk to a lot of strangers. People were coming up to me, talking to me. I had, like, a war right. turtle thing on my screen. I had, like, five people behind me. Like, Are you? Do you have an incense on? How'd you get that? I ran out of Pokeballs trying to catch this thing, <laughs> humiliated myself in front of everybody. Everybody's patting me on the back. They're right. like, it's all right, man. It's yeah. all right. You'll get it. You'll get it that's eventually. That's what I mean. That's like, you know, so far, I've heard the silly stories out there. That, you know, there's a lot of these stories out there. People walking off cliffs. Yeah. But, you know, you get that all the time. But on the whole, I, I love the idea of it. It's really captured the zeitgeist. People are out there, like you said, interacting with other people. Yeah. And um, I was in the deli the other day and there's this woman in there middle-aged woman uh you know i don't know what she was doing but she's standing there with these two guys and the tv's on and news 12 long island is on and there's this article about all these people stopping in central park and jumping out their cars leaving their doors open to go catch this pokemon yep right so she turns around to these two guys and she's like oh all this stuff like and she goes on and on and on and it finishes her saying, if you're 22 and you are playing Pokemon on your phone, you need to go get a job. <laughs> the first thing I thought was, I tweet this. I was like, I got a job, bitch. I'm on my way to it <laughs> right now. And I'm still catching Pokemon. So it's like, screw you. Like, yeah. just let people do what they want to do. If they're not interfering with you, leave it alone. It, it is It is to a, to a level. It is causing some disturbances. I mean, particularly in Downport, there are people that, like, it's funny because... Port Jefferson, if you're not from around here, most of you are not that are listening to the show, like this is our harbor town, right? Mm -hmm. This is where this is where like the newly minted twenty one year olds, like they can't wait to be able to go down to Tommy's place and slap yeah. their ID on the on the thing, you know, get me a whatever. Give me yeah. a, a yingling or a bud. Yeah, give me a <laughs> give me a bud. And yeah. um so you know, they've ruled the roost for a really, really, really yeah. long time. Yeah, it's kind of a party town like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like now yeah. And now it is Pokemon Central. The nerds are here. And they <laughs> exactly. fucking, they hate it. Yeah. They hate it because they are outnumbered. We're yeah. everywhere now. <laughs> and I just, that little park, that little itty mm. park near the rec center yeah. where yeah. no one ever goes ever, yep. that if you need like quiet time to think, you can go there and to your heart's content, throw shit into the water mm -hmm. and feed the birds or whatever. Now it is clusters 
of right. people and it is it is lures and <laughs> and and landmarks and incense yep. drops and just all right. of these things and everybody working together no fighting exactly. no nothing just people people plugging into the yes. into the the lamps that they have down there with extension cords <laughs> and inviting people to like plug into the right. the little uh, power strip thing and like, oh man, oh you run out of battery? Like, Come on, sit down, sit down. <laughs> That's Just awesome. super. Well, let me nice. ask you a couple of questions. Then. Yeah, sure. What is the point of a pokey stop? Okay, so pokey stops are uh, pokey stops or landmarks, as they're often referred to, mm-hmm. is to replenish your items and replenish your goods. Yeah. So you go to the you go to the pokey stops and uh, you click on them. It's like this little blue spinning um, yes. icon. And it will bring up something notable about that area. Um, I have one across the street from me. There's a mural that belongs on the side of a uh, like a liquor and wine right. shop. Yeah, there's a few in downtown Patchogue yeah. that I've been past. So I now have a route that I take to get onto <laughs> right. 83. And you I... just like flick it till it spins, right? Yeah. I figured this out a couple yeah, of days you wait, <laughs> you wait for it to load up. You make sure right. that you have the image is on your screen. Yeah. And then you just, you spin it. And you know, it might spin for a couple seconds. Yeah. Um, they refresh about every three minutes. Okay. If you're lucky. All right. So you so, can like walk a circuit. Yeah. Bronwyn's uh, apartment building where she lives is a pokey stop. <laughs> so she's catching stuff left and right, right with exactly. incense and lures and just sitting on her bed and because she's got the concussion, right? Mm-hmm. So she's Pokemoning from her room and like sending me screenshots of all the cool shit that she's caught. Now, where do you incense from? Okay, so the incense comes from, uh, you can either buy them from the shop using real money and you get Pokecoins as currency. Right. Or uh, when you level up, there are okay. um, prizes for okay. doing so. And once you reach, uh, you get them beforehand, like they'll give you three, I think, to start. And then for each level, you'll get one back. Okay. Uh, once you reach level 12, you can uh, use the great balls instead of the poke, like the regular Pokeballs. Right. And then uh, eventually you move your way up to high potions and hyper potions okay. that you can use for battling. Now, uh, how do you use them? Uh, those, that stuff is used either outside of battle or during battle. Uh, okay. In order to battle, you have to find in your area a gym. Right. Gyms, I've, I've been past those and I'm still only level four. Right. So it still says I have to get to level five before it leaves yeah. tell me anything. Yeah, you have to you have to be level five before okay. you can join a team and or battle at a gym. Mm-hmm. So uh, gyms are different from Pokestops in that they are these, you'll see them, they're these giant towers. They'll be either yellow, red, or blue, depending on which team is holding that down. And the Pokemon that is their like crowning champion Pokemon will be perched at the top of it. Okay. Um, all you do at the gyms is you battle. And the, the battling, unfortunately, is kind of this poke and swipe uh, mini game that really isn't all exciting. It's, ex- it's exciting in the gamble of will my phone work enough <laughs> for me to swipe out of the way of this thing? Right. But right. Um, it's cool to kind of rule the roost for all of the few minutes that you hold okay, it until yeah. some asshole comes and takes it from you. <laughs> but um, but it's the least interesting aspect of the game, you think? I I mean, personally, there are... there. Are, I think the least interesting thing about this game for a while was how frequently it worked. Uh, the game needs to be fleshed out. I have mm-hmm. a laundry list of things that either need to be fixed or that they need to add, but in all honesty, I would rather them get the game running well yeah. before they introduce get any more Get it nice and smooth features. before they stick anything else yeah, in there. They're talking yeah. about trading. They're talking about you know PvP battling and stuff, and I think okay. all that stuff is great and things that the game needs, Yeah. but I get the servers, make get the game out to all the different territories, get it running, mm-hmm. fix the navigation. Right. Holy crap. 
the most frustrating aspect of that game, if they could work on anything, is the navigation. The the spin around in a circle and watch until it blips to let me know that the Pokemon is in that direction is garbage. Right. It is not, we need arrows, we need maps with plot points or something. It's too vague. Okay. I know the idea is to explore, but as is, it's very dangerous. Above all the little nitpicks that I have with it, it's very dangerous in that people wandering onto private property mm-hmm. don't do that. Um, but in general, like the, the the driving around and people driving around with their Pokemon open, give it to your passenger. Yes, yes that is. Do not so, drive with yeah, your Pokemon exactly. thing open. Yeah. Because one of the things is that if something in your, your passenger seat and this thing buzzes and you look over really quick and you see that there's something around that you don't have and you're into this game, you will either fly to the side of the road to try and catch it or you'll be darting around and not paying attention exactly, to the road yeah, to figure it yeah. out. And otherwise, if you were to just be able to stop, pull over, pull up a map or just an, an arrow, something to be like, yeah. it's south. It's back that way. Right. Because the compass doesn't work. And they have this system where there are uh, footprints that gauge how far away you are. And it's supposed to be something about every 50 meters per footprint. Right. For about a week and a half, every single thing that is on my list of nearbys are all three footprints. Right, and they right. don't go away. Even if I select them uh, specifically, exclusively, and walk all over creation, it doesn't move. Okay. They need to fix that. Yeah. Um, but any other questions? I think that was by it, Bobby. No, I don't have any questions, but uh, did you see... Nintendo, you know, its, it's share prices went crazy high up. Yeah. And then it fell way back down <laughs> because investors realized, like, oh, Nintendo didn't make this game. Like, it, it yeah. really, that was oh, the reason wow. why. Because they didn't realize Nintendo. Huh. But Nintendo had some other sort of, the this big news came out of Eurogamer this week um, about the NX and possibly oh, yes. what it actually yes. is. Yes, detail. Which is, um, this is the most, this is the most, like, substantiated report we've had so far, which is yep. that it's, um, definitely a handheld slash home console um, and that it's going to be like a tablet like looking thing um, and it has like traditional buttons on the outside that you can play like single player games with but you can also apparently just with the tablet portion of it detach the controllers from it and like put it down and play multiplayer games okay. on just the tablet if, if, if you want to with these two like almost like Wiimote looking oh. controllers that are on the sides Um and uh, which is it's very interesting. Uh, they're saying that r- what they're hearing is that it's running on uh, the NVIDIA Tegra chip, which is something that it's a, it's like a it's a mobile chip, basically. But it's like a very powerful mobile chip that has like a system on a chip. And it right now it's in like their shield thing. This is not this is the least sort of concrete thing about it. They think either they think it's probably the next generation of that stuff. Right. Um, the point of it is, though, just to say, like, if you're expecting this to be like, you know, next generation like beyond ps4 xbox one graphic stuff that's not what they're going for yeah they're going, which they never really do no no but people every time the cycle comes around yeah, people get yeah. like that like this exactly this it's gonna be the yeah that it'll be that one yeah um but it's supposed to be and there's supposed to be like a docking station you put it on right. uh, and they said that they're, they're sort of they're sort of guessing that the docking station will give it more power only because it'll be running off of power yeah and so it'll be more amps going to but the they actual always try and be, yeah and they always try and be innovative rather than just trying to one-up what's already there yeah exactly and, they, and it's you know they they've been hit or miss yeah but you have to give them credit for not just trying to like let's just make the graphics a bit better than the last xbox a- absolutely you know? absolutely not and, and so it's supposed to be like a thing something you you dock it to at home uh there's no word on what you'd be using as a controller 
okay. at home. I don't know if there's going to be a separate controller, if it would just be the, the unit itself. I don't know what it would be. Um, and they're saying it's probably going to be a cartridge-based system. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know what that means. It might just mean like okay. an SD card. Yep. Like I'm assuming yep. that's probably what you're, you're probably looking at something very small, um, very easy to go around. And I mean, obviously a lot of downloadable, you probably download a lot of stuff as well, yeah. Yeah. obviously. But uh, yeah, so it seems like it's, okay. um, they're not really sure what the, they can't really tell from this what the processing power is going to be. But the really whole goal of it and what's always been the rumor is that Nintendo really wants to unify the game making process, which is just like, uh, we no, no no longer do we have a handheld division and a and a home console division splitting our efforts out to make games for these different consoles. You make game for one thing, and it, people can play it anywhere they want to play it. Okay. Uh, same thing for developers who might want to make you know, third right. party developers. Uh, it's a it, we're probably looking at like a September like announcement for the thing, so for like a month or so away. But okay. the, but there's been independent several sites like. Uh, Eurogamer ran it, and then Kotaku ran it, IGN ran it, and they, they, they sort of all... They're normally fairly confident if they all run it. Yeah, they, yeah. a lot of them said we, they confirmed with their own independent sources that the stuff that, that was coming out was at least seemed legitimate. So, okay, that's great. So we look forward to actually hearing something yeah, official yeah. from Nintendo. It's exciting to me. I think that's a, that's a cool direction for them to go. Yeah, um, awesome. Awesome. And uh, it's going to be neat. I mean, it, what's great about it for me is that like I'm not, I don't have the opportunity to play a lot of handheld games because I don't have a commute where I sit in something and go somewhere. Right. Um, um, and I don't want to sit like in my house in front of my te- television with a 3DS <laughs> in front of my face. Right. It's just not that fun to me. But you know, if I could play, have the option of like I'll just put this on my TV and play Fire Emblem or, f- or something like that on my television. Yes, be much more likely to play that those is games. Exactly. I think that's a, a great way of looking at it. You know, and yeah. also I think it's great for parents because now you don't have to buy a Wii U and a 3DS. You just buy one thing. <laughs> yes. You know, I think exactly. that, that's, a, that's a cool oh, thing. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> Okay, that's great. Mm. Um, well, I tell you what I'm going to do now. I'm going to run down the Xbox uh, cool. and PlayStation free games for the month of August yeah, since nice. they've both been released. Um, so Xbox One, you will be able to download uh, Warriors Orochi, Oroki 3 Ultimate. Mm. No idea what that is. It's like Sorry. a Dynasty Warriors type of game, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and then you can also download WWE 2K16. Mm-hmm. Not something that particularly appeals to me. <laughs> um, and then on the 360, you'll be da- able to download uh, Beyond Good and Evil. And, oh, nice. And Spelunky, Spelunky. which is awesome. Oh, those are better yeah. than the, the exactly. one exactly. Yeah, those, exactly. I think Spelunky has been free on everything at this point, yeah. at some point or another. And then they do that thing where they split it. Uh, so Spelunky is like the first half of the month and then Beyond Good and Evil is the second half of the yeah, month. So yeah. make sure you don't miss uh, that first one. I think it's, I will say this, I don't really care about uh, the WWE game, but it's been interesting because uh, PS Plus last month or the month before had NBA 2K16. Oh, okay. I think it's cool that they're releasing these big sort of like annual franchises mm-hmm. for free. I think it's an interesting move by them. Right. Um, so PS4 this mm. month will be uh, Tricky Towers. And Rebel Galaxy. Rebel Galaxy is a cool looking game. I really want to play that game. Okay. Uh, my friend Eric it was the artist for um, that game. Rebel oh, Galaxy. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he did. He did all of the all the three D modeling, oh, the nice. animation, all that stuff. Nice. Awesome. It looks like a cool game. It's like a space RPG. Yeah. Right. Um, and Tricky Towers is like a competitive Tetris type game. Yep. That it looks like uh, like yeah. like a uh, Tetris mixed with Jenga. Yeah, yeah. It's inter- it looks <laughs> like a cool, cool game for sure. Okay. PS3. We have Yakuza Five mm. and Retrograde. And then on the Vita, Patapon 3 and Ultratron. Which is all Ultratron. Ultratron is PS Vita, PS3, and PS4. Okay. 
Um, so that's the free games for the month of August. Nice. Make sure you go on and grab those because yeah. if it's free, why not? Yeah. Um, and then, Bobby, we had a little – some listener feedback that you wanted to just uh, briefly mention, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. So I did ask on Twitter – and I wrote this in here uh, – uh, on PC, PS4, and Xbox One, they announced it at Comic-Con and it's already out. They released uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. Um, which were PS3, Xbox 360 games. Uh, you know, they're like a Diablo-style Marvel games, uh, like the X-Men Legends games that came out. I know I had them. I just don't. I'm going yeah. to have to look. Yeah. Uh, they released them, but um, they they released them. They're $40 separately or $60 together. Um, and they're like, you know, like 10-year-old games, basically. Um, okay. With very little sort of HDFI to them. And I was wondering... For me, I was I'm I was interested in buying them until I saw the price point, and so I was sort of interested in what our listeners thought of, of, yeah, of that. Yeah, because I know Hugh, uh, Hugh Perry bought them, uh, and he, he bought them, but even he was like the price is a little much. So um, let's see here. Um, well, our our absentee co-host Chuck <laughs> yes. says both of those games are repetitive and outclassed by Diab- games like Diablo Three. Skip. <laughs> Uh, so aggressive, Chuck. Matty P says sixty dollars for Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance Two. Didn't hesitate, grabbed it in an instant. Ah, oh, uh, okay. there's one for each side. That's good. Tanner Nanner says way too expensive. These games, while good, are not of the sixty dollar variety. Um, John Harrington says I love these games, but sixty dollars is too much, uh, seeing as they didn't really remaster them. Uh, Byron, who's at Bad Knee Groon, says too damn much. Uh, Dan McGinn says it's for both games, right? Yes, Dan, it's for both games. Um, I still think it's too expensive for, yeah, yeah. for both games. It's pretty ridiculous. I'd like to replay the first one at least, but don't see myself spending more than $15. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting you know, definitely, thing. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's cool they're re-releasing them, and I'm wondering if they're sort of like um, um, – they're trying to like see if there's interest in them. Oh, like a market for a sequel. To make uh, another one. Another ones. Yeah, to yeah. make other ones. Um, hmm. Or maybe to bring ultimate, or maybe to bring Marvel Heroes to the console because I don't, they right. already have a game like basically like this that already exists. Exactly. Um, so I don't, I don't know what they're doing And again, there. that price point seems like that's not really going to encourage much interest, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought. Um, I also wrote, uh, we're getting into a new month and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of big games coming out this month. Um, you know, uh, Bat- the Telltale Batman game is starting this month. Uh, no Man's Sky is this month. <gasps> Deus Ex Mankind Divided is this month. A lot of big games. Yep. Um, and I asked what people were excited for. And so uh, Cody Teacher says, Telltale's Batman looks interesting. Excited to see the updates to Pokemon Go is also what he said. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kelsey said, Batman and No Man's Sky. Uh, Badney Grun said, I need some Deus Ex in my life. What I also want is Splinter Cell action. Um uh, Chuck again says Kingdom of Fighters uh, King of Fighters sorry 14 maybe I refuse to get excited for another Telltale game and I'm not jumping on No Man's Sky's hype train <laughs> he's such a brat Chuck, I know once he's on Twitter goes right back right such back. a negative Nelly um, and Matthew Horace says the new Batman game is going to show off the new Telltale game engine stoked about that um, so yeah another thing awesome. too very quickly uh, yes. Telltale is doing this like multiplayer thing which wh- is awesome which basically allows you to have like people vote on the choices so if you're doing, if you're, like, let's say you're streaming the game, you can, it's almost like, you know, Jackbox where you, you log in yeah. with like a code right. um, and a name. You do the same thing with this Telltale service and you can actually vote alongside the person playing the game or what choices to pick in, in the situations. I think that is perfect because the very first Telltale game I played, I sat down with Jay and said, oh, let's play this game together. I think this is a bit more of a story-based thing. 
you know, we I think it was The Walking Dead might have been the first one. Mm-hmm. So let's play this together. And the very first choice came up and it went blip, 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 out of time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, and like Jay didn't even have time to read it, let alone have us discuss what we wanted to do. Right. So that was like the last time you know yeah. he was interested in that game yeah so it's interesting and, and there's like settings i said like the the person who's playing can choose like um to be able to override the the mass vote they can right. choose to like um let, let just let choice go whatever it is there's a bunch of different ways you can kind of control yeah. it yeah. And it's premiering with this batman game that's coming out exactly. in, in august so i think that's a fantastic addition it's an interesting games. it's an interesting thing to do it's a yeah from the change it up i'm really fascinated and the last listener thing i read out was the telltale games are great i love the story and i, I love playing them but the engines, the engine has always been super clunky and shitty. Yeah. Like, I, like when I play an Xbox One, I get like long f- freezes sometimes when it's going from scene to scene. Right. And I mean, these are PS3, Xbox 360 games. They should be able to run like lightning. Yeah, on exactly. This thing. Yeah, it's a new engine, so I'm excited to see how it how yeah. it feels. Yeah, that's gonna be great. And it's called Crowdplay, the the um, Telltale thing. Awesome. Yeah. All right, I'm wrapping this thing up All right. right now. Um. I'm still a little rusty, so I'm, I'm going to go with, we have Twitter. We are at Talking Underscore Games. True. Bobby. At Bobby Shortle. Steve. At Dead Underscore Anchors. I'm at Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-Y. Uh, Justin. Justin. <laughs> Justin. Justin. <laughs> Chuck and Justin together. Yeah, they Justin. have one joint Twitter account. At I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, oh wow <laughs> Justin is at Jaroak J-O-R-O-A-K mm-hmm. and Chuck is at I'm Chucked yes I'm is Chucked is that the last time that's yes. what it is this week yeah okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to uh, hit us up with any comments questions feedback mm-hmm. whatever you'd like to say um, you can also email us we have a new email it is games at talkingcomicbooks.com mm-hmm. um, and of course the mothership talkingcomicbooks.com go there we have tons of content we have lots of podcasts articles really cool interesting stuff talking comics has an awesome new host who is the same girl that gave us the lovely guide yes. through D&D yeah. and she is fantastic so do go check out talking comics uh, obviously Steve's still there well, there's another um, Ed and we got we, a new we, show we, we want people to check it out we don't want don't tell <laughs> Steve's still there uh, we got a we, we're bringing the uh, talking comics book club to uh, to the podcast format so every awesome. every month, Bob and Melissa and Broadwin and I are going to get together, and our first book is Black Magic Volume One: Awakening from Greg Ruck, uh, from Image Comics, written by Greg Rucka and art by Nicholas Scott. Send your thoughts in TC hashtag TC Book Club. There you go. So lots and lots of content. Talkingcomicbooks.com. Um, but for now, I'm going to wrap this up. We will be back in a couple of weeks. So I- I'm actually going to give you a chance to say goodbye this time, Bobby. Goodbye. Uh, huh? Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, what do we to say? I was really expecting you to try and like just, you know, totally sabotage me. Oh, oh, no, Like no, giving no, no. you the opportunity no, I'm, I'm okay with getting, getting this over <laughs> with. Steve? Goodbye, Jackie. We'll see you next time. 